This episode of a top three podcast is brought to you by the patrons of the tube podcast network. This is a listener supported show, and I would like to shout out some of those cool people like Chris Nelson, Zolgeek, Colby Moyer, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Jill, Kieran, ZNA, and new patrons Charlie Young and Soccer Chick, and many more have gone to patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson and supported the podcasts that we do. Thank you all very much. And uh, you listener can be just like them by heading to patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. If you would like to support monetarily, it helps out the shows very much and you will get some cool treats in return too. All right, on to the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by the usual top three crew, starting with Aaron Angle. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. Fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Hey, America. Happy New Year. That's right, Bloodbath. And we're also joined today by a very special guest, co-host of the uh, Gaming Together podcast and top three enthusiast, Nave. Welcome to the show, Nave. Hola, como estas? <laughs> Estoy bien, Nave. There we go. That's the, that's the extent of my Spanish. Yeah. Well, Aaron, uh, Aaron's actually super fluent in Spanish, if everyone could, couldn't tell there. Pom quien llama a mi puerta está mi una grande malo lobo. Ay, 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 no una grande malo lobo. I, I probably butchered that. No, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Aaron, uh, it was Aaron perfecto. Just, Aaron just blew my fucking mind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Those words ain't supposed to come out of you, Aaron. <laughs> Fuck. Tune in next week on Telemundo for Aaron's soap opera debut. Fernando, mi amigo. <laughs> Por qué? Uh, all right. So uh, today, uh, we're topic for um, our top three today is top three Spanish soap operas. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about our top three albums to binge from front to back. Um, Real quick, though, before we get into talking about the topic today, like I said, uh, Nave is the co-host of the Gaming Together podcast, uh, despite what I wrote in the notes. Um, Gaming Together is the name of the podcast that I just listened to today. I listened to the year Game of the Year episode um, this afternoon. Nave, tell everyone what is uh, Gaming Together all about. Gaming Together is about playing with your buds and doing really silly stuff. So if you're looking for really serious, uh, straight-faced video game content then we are probably not where you want to be because we're going to make you mad we love <laughs> playing multiplayer with each other yeah it's a um it's a show that i listen to um all the time um i was a guest on the fall guys episode uh on your show which was a blast um which a very interesting episode but it was a really good time and um i i really like the show you and philip have really great dynamic um, I applaud you guys for making time to play games with each other because everyone who knows me, especially Aaron, knows that nothing makes me more mad than the idea of playing video games with somebody else. So, Listen to how <laughs> mad he sounded saying that. I'm, I'm and, so upset right now. And I Just love the idea. Fall Guys. Could not believe he wanted to play it with me. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, I will uh, give a recommendation here at the beginning of the show for everyone who likes video games, but especially multiplayer video games to check out gaming together. Um, I'll put a link down in the show notes. Uh, We'll talk about it again at the end of the show um, for more gaming together stuff. For now, let's get into our episode on our top three albums to binge from front to back. And if this is your first time listening, the way that it works is we have all picked our top three. We're going to take turns going around uh, counting down from three. Do I need to do the countdown? Three, two, you following me, Aaron? One. No, I mean, I, yeah, okay. Now I got you. I got you. Oh, okay. All right. And then honorable mentions at the end. And then a metric shit ton of listener top threes this time, which I'm very excited about. Uh, but before we get into our lists, um, there's a couple things we got to discuss. So there were like talking about like this topic. So Nave sent me verbatim top three albums to binge front to back. And then people started asking about like semantics, like, is this like (laughs) best albums? Is it like albums that once you hear a song, you have to go listen to the whole thing? Or is it, are there any semantics that we need to discuss? Alan, you're the semantics guy. Was there anything rolling around in your head? I mean, I thought there were probably a, a couple housekeeping issues. First off, I feel like it's an album you can listen to without skipping a song. I think that is clearly was the impetus behind the topic, right? Am I, am I right, Nave? You're, you're on camera. You can nod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's, just, it's a really good way to communicate uh, non-verbally on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's great podcast material. But Nave, this was your topic that you brought to us. So are we on the right track here? Albums that like you don't want to skip a song or is it what was the thought process behind you coming up with this? I, I love the rules lawyers. I like it. I like seeing different interpretations of stuff. So I'm kind of the worst to ask about it because I uh, <laughs> in my head, my interpretation kind of was in my stipulation for myself was uh, uh, albums. I regularly go to and listen to the entire listen to into their entirety. I didn't really think about skipping songs because that happens occasionally. But there's I'm, I'm an avid music listener and you could call me an enjoyer. I uh, am always trying to find new albums and stuff like that. So this is kind of just a regular thing for me. I think all of mine kind of like, because I am the opposite of Nave. I, as I told Dave earlier, have only about 60 to 80 songs that I listen to. uh, And that's been going on for pretty much the last 15 to 25 years of my life. (laughs) Um, So when when I thought of this, it was just like, okay, so I don't really just listen to albums front to back like all the time. So to me, this is also my top three favorite albums of all time list because these are... And and it kind of falls in line with what Alan was saying, too, with like where I do not skip a song. And that would even go like even the worst song on the album, like I will listen to. Um, But there are probably only I'm going to say this, like just guessing 13, maybe maybe 13 albums ever that I would be like, okay, so, you know, every song on that album, you know, so those are going to be like kind of my things. But yeah, this is my de facto this is my de facto like best album list also, because these are the only albums that I can listen to front to back. I think 13 is a funny number that you mentioned, too, because I had about 28, 29 albums and I reduced it to 13. So I have 13 I'm looking at right now. Nice. And I'm going to try and figure it out. I barely got to five. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think my only rule for this list is the album has to have a good flow from start to finish and 
there cannot be a song on there that I think fucking sucks and I have to skip it every time I listen. Like, um, I don't know, like, uh, like I guess in, there's in the Marshall like, Mathers LP. I was just going to say there's no rap albums on here because I fucking hate skits. And I know that not all rap albums have skits, but that genuinely happened to me as well. <laughs> I had two rap albums that I'd eliminate because of that. Yeah. So like that, just a consideration for me, or like, you know, there's a, a couple of albums like a red hot chili peppers, a couple of albums I really love, but they have some songs that are just terrible. And I never want to hear them. Awful. Again. I, I floated so. a couple of chili peppers albums. I was like, no, you hate six of those songs. You yeah, can't exactly. say that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, let's get into the top three. Um, and one more thing before the top three. I keep saying this. One more thing before we start the list. We have a quick Michael Bumpus shout out before we get started here. Aaron, where's the Michael Bumpus horn? Michael Bumpus. Michael Bumpus. Aaron, what is a Michael Bumpus for new listeners of the show? So a Michael Bumpus alert is an answer that is so overwhelmingly popular with the people on the podcast that we, instead of taking individual turns talking about it, we just declare it an answer that all of us would have agreed on anyways, and we talk about it at the beginning. Uh, It's called a Michael Bumpus alert because Michael Bumpus is obviously, without question, the greatest football player of all time. Uh, And so when you talk about the greatest football players of all time, you don't say Michael Bumpus because... Obviously, he's the best. What are your two, three, four? Yeah, everyone knows. What's your two, three, four? Uh, So a Michael Bumpus alert is just an answer that we all agree on already. Let's get it out of the way. Rip the Band-Aid off. Talk about it ahead of time. It's called an Elden Ring alert on our show. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's it. Michael Bumpus is the Elden Ring of Michael Bumpus. That's right. Elden Ring was the Michael Bumpus of video games in 2022. 100%. So... The Michael Bumpus for this week, and it's kind of a non-traditional Michael Bumpus because it's not one album that we all agreed on. It is Greatest Hits albums. So we want to just get this out of the way that a Greatest Hits album is not going to be on any of our lists, but that we recognize that if you like a band, their Greatest Hits should be extremely bingeable. Like, I had this Van Halen Greatest Hits that was just like so fucking good from start to finish that... (laughs) I would just listen to it start to finish, repeat in the car and stuff like that. So with that kind of in mind, no greatest hits on our lists because we all recognize that if you like that band, greatest hits should be bingeable from start to finish. Beatles one, another one, like start to finish, can't get enough. Queen's Greatest Hits Volume 2, dude. When Alan yeah. brought this idea up, I was like, oh shit, can I talk about Queen's Greatest Hits Volume 2? And then we kind of decided to Michael Bumpson. I was like, all right, I guess I got to think of something else. And that took me six hours. Yeah. That was my first exposure to Rush was a Greatest Hits album that somebody gave me. And Hell I yeah. absolutely love that band now because of it. Yeah, I think it's an important dis- distinction that you kind of had to exclude Greatest Hits because... Like for me and my list, like every album I pick is not necessarily like full of the greatest hits. However, like it's a major contribution to that. So like, therefore, if I'm listening to the album, that means that even the B sides are that good to me that I would listen to the entire thing all the way through. So I, I kind of feel like I was going to make the comment that all um, greatest hits should definitely be excluded. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. 
So let's go ahead and get into our lists. We're going to go, uh, the order is me, then Aaron, then Alan, then Bloodbath, and then Nave is going to finish out the lists. And Great. I'm going to get us started with my number three, uh, which is, um, this is going to be like the weirdo pick. I tried to pick things that people would probably know because I don't, it would really suck to be like, listen to the episode and hear like 18 albums. You're like, I've never heard of any of these. I'm glad you like them, bro, but this is not entertaining for me. So I only picked one that I think is like, I don't know how hipstery it is actually, but it's called Nonagon Infinity uh, by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. is one of the weirdest (laughs) best band names of all time um what i like about this album is that it you know how you hear about albums that loop and like the end of track the last track goes into the beginning of the first track and like i often think that like people will like put like a fade out or like some noise at the end that makes it like cheap to loop that way this album doesn't do that. It seamlessly goes from like rocking song at the end of the last track into the opening of the first track. And all the songs fit together so well that when I hear one come up on the shuffle, I need that next song to come up after what I just listened to. And so I have to listen to the whole album. The whole album's fucking great. It's like stoner rock, lots of different like styles throughout it though. Really, really good. Nonagon Infinity by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which is one of the most prolific bands ever. They put out like 17 fucking albums a year. It is incredible the amount of music they produce. So that's my number three. I have yeah, not dude. heard of them. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, King Gizzard's awesome. Um, I heard about I started hearing about him a few years back. And yeah, I think it was like last year, the year before, they put out 11 or 12 albums. Like, it basically put out an album a month. <laughs> and they're all really good. It's really neat because, like, Dave was kind of selling it short a little bit. They very well will transition from style album to album, like, completely yeah. different. They have a folk album, then they'll have like a jazz album, then they'll have like a metal album. Um, they'll have like everything in between. They also do. I wouldn't call it like gimmicky stuff because they're all like super talented musicians, but like, like one album, they like built all the instruments and they were all, it was all microtonal, like, (laughs) um, like, uh, tuning, like, so it's like stuff, you you know, just weird things like that. Or there was an album like the one Dave's talking about, like all the songs transitioned into each other in a different way. Um, so they'll do like a lot of weird little things like that. Like, again, not really gimmicky, but yeah, it's a great band. Yeah. Dave's like, I don't know how hipster this pick is. And Bloodbath's like, so they did this album yeah. where they all made their own. <laughs> oh, it's hipster. Okay, so, so yeah. Bloodbath. <laughs> all right, it's hipster. Yeah. I didn't even consider that. I was Bloodbath's just thinking purely... jumping on a lot of things tonight. Yeah, yes. yeah. This is this is a nave topic, obviously, but this is a bloodbath ass topic, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I like King Gizzard. My we're playing Divinity, and I made a lizard wizard because of King Gizzard, but um. Nice. Uh, they're very eclectic and they have a lot of creativity it's kind of hard to make so much music, like so much content and have it kind of stand out from each other but they are able to pull it off kind of 
I mean, some people don't think that they pull it off, but I, I think that it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, so I listened to this album. Um, someone recommended it to me. Don't remember who probably bloodbath if I'm being honest. Um, and then I think I did. Yeah. So I was, um, I was traveling in Thailand at the time and I just remember I was at this apartment. It was like this boxing gym, but people lived there. That's where I was staying couch surfing. And, um, I was smoking weed and there was this huge fucking rainstorm outside. And I was listening to this album very high. Every time I looked out at the rainstorm, the rainstorm got harder and harder and harder every time, like every five minutes, I was like, this is the worst rain I've ever seen in my life. Then it got stronger. And that happened like 14 times. So that's what I associate this album with a very cool travel memory right there. That is my number three, Aaron, what's your number three? My number three is uh, something we've discussed uh, a couple of times on this show, but it is <clears throat> one of my favorite albums of all time, and that's going to be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye mm-hmm. West. As I've stated a bunch of times on the show, this is my favorite rap album by far. And regardless of your opinions on Kanye West and what he is and who he is today in terms of a person and an artist, should not take away from what this album was. Uh, uh, Again, I'm going to say a a couple of things that I've said before. Uh, To me, this is the peak of Kanye West as a as a, as a writer, as a producer, as a as a song creator. You know, he I, I feel like his entire career was just kind of a slow build up to this album, and every album that's come out since them since then has gotten exponentially worse uh, since this <laughs> came out. Um, Kanye West is probably my favorite rapper of all time, and to me, this is like this is his you know, Dark Tower. This is his uh, A Song of Ice and Fire. This is his Elden Ring. You know, this is him at his peak making his best music with the best musicians featured on it that he's ever had on any other album. Uh, and, and and I fucking love it. Uh, there are a couple of songs on this album where I'm just kind of like, hey, this song's okay. But if I'm like going to make a list of, let's say, my top 50 rap songs of all time. There are like six songs on this album that would that would make that list. If I'm going to make a list of my top 20 favorite Kanye songs of all time, eight or nine of these are, are going to make that album. Um, it, it's 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 it, it's so weird talking about Kanye now, and it's so weird <laughs> like giving him props because I, I I really don't want to. But when when this album came out. And, you know, and I was like pretty well versed with like, like who he was and the kind of music that he was making. He took what he had already done in like in filled it with steroids and and then released it onto the world. Um, Like like I said, I don't have a whole, whole much, uh, a whole bunch of stuff I can say about this album that I haven't already talked about multiple times throughout this podcast. But he's my favorite rapper. This is his best album. This is maybe one of four rap albums I would ever even consider putting on this list. Uh, but to me, this is like the greatest like compilation of rap songs in a single format that's, that's, that's ever been made. So, uh, I'm going to throw it on, but yeah, number three, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Kanye West, brilliant fucking album, 
no matter what he does from here on out, he will always withstand that test of time, regardless of the person he ends up becoming or, you know, president uh, or whatever. <laughs> but I, I, I love this album and, you know, maybe this will be the last time I talk about it, but fr- fr- front to back, just a brilliant album. It's a re- he's become a really interesting case study and like how your people's ability to separate the art from the artist, you know? Oh, yeah. No, 100 percent. <laughs> you have to. You have to with him. This is a good pick, dude. Like I was thinking like this is this is still not my favorite Kanye album, but it is the best for this topic, I think, because 808s and Heartbreak is my favorite Kanye album. But there's a couple songs on there that I skip every time they come up. Not with this one, though. This one's like start to finish. Excellent. Could not agree more. Bloodbath, what do you think about this album? I mean... I feel like you're baiting me here, sir. Um, (laughs) I just, I just don't like Kanye West, dude. I'm sorry. This is probably his best album. The most accessible for me, 808s, maybe a slightly, but I don't know. I like 808s too. And I like uh, college dropout, but like, I don't know, dude. I just don't, I just don't get, I do not. I think he's an interesting artist. I think he's like definitely helped progress the genre of hip hop and rap to an extent, but I also think he is just like the most overrated artist in the last like 10, 15 years. Sorry. No, don't apologize. No, go ahead, Nave. I, I just think it's interesting because I also Kanye kind of flew way past me as well. And by the time I really started paying attention to him, it was when all of this controversy and stuff was going on. So um, I kind of am in the same boat as him and I keep hearing you guys say, talk about 808s and heartbreaks and you guys talked about it in the episode, a couple episodes that I listened to as well. And I always, whenever all this stuff was going on on Twitter, I remember everyone was memeing about, he made graduation, stay strong. He made graduation. So that was going yeah. to be the album I went <laughs> yeah. to, but you guys are dropping all kinds of other albums. So maybe I just need to binge this guy a little bit. College graduation or college dropout and graduation 808s are all 10 out of 10 albums as well. But I, like I said, I think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is his magnum opus. I feel like if he was put on this planet to do one thing aside from annoy me with my fandom, it was to make (laughs) this album and he will, he will never make one 50% as good as this one was ever again. Um, but everything like that, that was a predecessor to this album. Nave is, is also a brilliant album. I would say if you're curious, listen to all of them up to that and then stop before it yeah. gets bad for you. And like it do, did for me and Dave. Do not listen to Jesus. No matter what you do. Don't, don't listen to life of Pablo. Still- People will tell you it's good. It's not good. It's not good. I saw Jesus and I was like that, that name, <laughs> like I just need what is going on over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it started, man. That's when it started. Yeah. All right, so that was Aaron's number three, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. Alan, what is your number three? Uh, My number three is Enema of the State by Blink-182. Great album. I think think I've said this before on the podcast. Um, I'm not really looking for like um, 
music to show me the way that life is or should be. I just want to have fun with music and be able to sing to it in my car. And so Enema of the State is, is peak that for me. Uh, Tom DeLong believes in aliens. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <It's> I, my <laughs> hero. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, it's just it's fun beginning to end. I really don't have anything to say about it. Because um, I, I think that you guys all agree with me. What if I told <laughs> you my first experience to this album was from Lego Rock Band? Wait, Lego Rock Band? <laughs> Lego Rock Band had Aliens Exist on it, and that was the first song I ever heard off of that album. Damn. It's a great song. Yeah. Lego Rock Band, seriously underrated. You look at it, and you're like, stupid. But then when you play it, it's, it's got the final countdown. It's got the Ghostbusters theme song. That game fucked. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> Rock Band with Lego graphics. No, I played it. It's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, this album rocks. That's sweet. This is, one, this is um, still one of my favorites to this day. This and uh, take off your pants and jacket, uh, which I, I only figured out the uh, the naming convention there when I was like 28 years old. So, oh, jacket, yeah, <laughs> yeah. pants, pants. You got to take your pants off first. No, Enema of the State's awesome. I still listen to it, and it, like you said, it's a front to back listen, guaranteed. Plus, it's only like 30 minutes long, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the other right. thing that you have to consider with these albums is. And it, can't be sitting here for two hours listening to an album. And, and it came out like right, like it, it's very funny. Like when when I talk to like younger people about like the kind of music they listen to in high school, and it's like all like hardcore rap music. And then like when Blink One Eighty Two comes on, I'm like, no, 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 this was angsty, like Aaron Angle. This is like this was- 13, 14 years old, top of the music charts on the radio. Every other song, like type shit. It is so crazy to see like the difference between like what high schoolers and like people in their like early twenties are listening to now versus what they were back in that time. But Blink One Eighty Two was on top of the fucking world. They were the biggest fucking band, dude. And like you go back and listen to after listening to like you know modern rap music for the last eight years, you go back and listen to Blink One Eighty too and you'll be like no this was like like parents were concerned about this stuff and then you listen yeah. to some of the you don't get it bro they had a porn star on the <laughs> yes. cover yeah exactly drugs <laughs> were almost showing like you know but uh yeah no awesome. alan I, I i love this album i love blink 182 dude so great pick yeah at ohio state they have a class that's history of rock and roll and i took it when i was in school there and the students that i advise now they can take it. It will count for their like graduation, like requirements. And so often I'm like, you need to take a, a, a an arts class. How about history of rock and roll? They're like, uh, mm, I, I don't really like rock, like never listened to it, not interested. And I'm like, all right, you know, they're going to talk about Blink-182 and like how pop punk dominated music for like 10 years, but all right. There's I like, I love Juice World. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right so alan's number three enema of the state by blink 182 bloodbath what's your number three so my number three is the lonesome crowded west by modest mouse So this will be the one, I think, outlier to like the general theme of my list in that 
it's just an album I really enjoy listening to from start to finish. Like, I don't skip any tracks on it. I, I enjoy every um, song. I don't necessarily think that anything leads in the next one. It's not so much like a, it's a concept album. It's just a collection of really good songs that have a very similar vibe and feel. It's a great, like, rainy day album. It's a great, like, put it on. I have a uh, turntable in my kitchen, so when I make food, I can listen to records. So I like to play this one a lot when I'm cooking. Um, it's just one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite out. Al- it's my favorite album by Modest Mouse. And it. the rest of my albums will definitely have a little bit more of a theme that connects them but this one is like a little bit more just straight up i like everything that's on this so lonesome crowded west nice i'm looking at the track list here i don't think i've heard a single song uh from this uh, from this album but admittedly i'm not the biggest modest mouse uh fan i am just a basic bitch with modest mouse i only know float on yeah same but basically do i get do i get uh bonus points that i know how to play float on on the guitar no, because okay. I can play it on ukulele, yeah. and that makes I'm, me lamer, which means I deserve points. <laughs> also, I also know Float On is the least more. indicative of their song catalog. Like, that's the least representative of their sound overall. Like, if yeah, if you if anyone were ever to try and get into the band, this is their second album, and it's much more representative of their overall um, feel and vibe and um, the the lyrical content that they have. It's a lot about. Um, isolation like or um just growing up in the pacific northwest and sort of like the urban sprawl that comes along with that and just you know kind of the ennui of like the late 90s and stuff it's it's a really really nice album it's really pretty a lot of really dark and pretty songs and like i said i think it's just kind of an overlooked you know it's just an overlooked album i think and it's really really good and i can easily listen to it start to finish any day of the week that's nice. kind of a story for a lot of bands, isn't it? Where they have one song that blows up, but it's like nothing like that. It's like 311's kind of like that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, their big song doesn't sound like anything they have. Yeah. And I'm not like the biggest Modest Mouse fan or anything. I don't even know why I said that. I barely liked them at all. But one of the albums <laughs> that I was floating through on my list was uh, Iron Horse. They do uh, bluegrass covers of uh, popular music, and they have an album called Pickin' on Modest Mouse, and they just do bluegrass covers of different Modest Mouse songs. And so I listened to that, and then I listened to the actual song by Modest Mouse, and I actually really like those Iron Horse bluegrass covers way more than I like Modest Mouse. But that, that, that Iron Horse, <laughs> de- dead serious dude like modest mouse music lends itself i think to like that sort of coverage but like that was one album that i was sincerely floating through my list was that iron horse bluegrass cover album of basically a greatest hits modest mouse album so you know while i do not care about modest mouse what i will say is they do lend themselves to be you know replicated by other bands like you know love bluegrass though i like how he said floated multiple times while talking about (laughs) modest mouse (laughs) see it is representative (laughs) all right so that was bloodbaths number three uh the was it the lonesome west i just the lonesome crowded the lonesome crowded west right all right nave what's your number three Ooh, pressure i need to pick something um (laughs) that's right (laughs) all right so i'm going to go ahead and pick now i what i really feel bad about is that thing that you talked about before we even started this about picking really weird albums and stuff almost all of these albums are from really weird bands that no one's gonna know so this is gonna go fast (laughs) um the album i'm going to pick is mordial 
by Car Bomb. The band Carbomb is a extremely progressive uh, death metal band, and so it's going to be a very niche thing. That's why this is my number three, but I listen to this a whole lot because these guys are incredible at uh, each instrument that they play, and what's really incredible is they, they go through many uh, time signature changes and tempo shifts throughout their songs, uh, and the drummer doesn't use a clicker, so he's doing it all by feel. And so that's un- that's unbelievable. He's a machine. And so I am such a rhythm focused listener when it comes to metal. And so if the just all of that uh, combined, all that information makes me really respect this band Carbomb. And they're on the up too. So if you're into metal, you might want to check out uh, Mordial. That's a great entrance point. Um, they have another album that is just up, up, down, down, up, down, up, down. And that's the Palindrome or the Wavelength album. And uh, that is one of their more uh, sophisticated albums. But I, Mordial is much more bingeable, which is why I picked it. Oh, dude, I've heard that album. I was going to say, really? what's you? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was going to say, where are you? You're going to say that you're bringing all kinds of obscure things and then watch. That's like the one thing that Aaron has heard <laughs> of the things yeah, that dude. we talk about. <laughs> Love um, Carbomb. No, that's cool. Never got into death metal like that. And but like, I don't think you got to feel bad about picking things that nobody's ever heard of because this is like innately and uniquely like you know your your pick for this top three. So you shouldn't yeah. have to feel bad about doing this. Like you're basically talking to me and Alan, who you know Alan says he knows a lot about music, but he Nave. don't. <laughs> Nave, I do think you should feel bad. You <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Stick to your guns. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I, I like what you said about how, um, like you get into like the percussive side of, or, or like you're in like the percussive groove when you listen to metal, that's what kind of unlocked like unclean metal vocals for me is getting out of the idea of thinking of it as, and I haven't heard car bomb, but I assume that that's what they're doing. Right. Yeah. They are screaming their hearts yeah. out. So like getting out of the idea of like singing or vocals needing to like provide melody for the song and thinking of it more as like a percussion instrument, yes. um, which really unlocked like entry points for me, like Lamb of God. And then eventually I'll get into like what my number two is uh, coming up in a little bit, um, which um, is another kind of like entry point, I think. But that's a good point. That's exactly what got me out of the mindset of like unclean vocals being bad or like not listenable you know i can it was so i see the uh the notes where all of the write-ins are their top threes and so i was really worried that my list would uh alienate a lot of people but one person put the black dahlia murder in their list and so shout out to that person you should probably check out car bomb you're gonna like them at least one person's gonna hear my list and go i'm gonna write this down <laughs> write that down quick it's two people that person and aaron also i love car bomb now <laughs> we're just going to clip that and we're going to send that clip of Aaron saying, I love car bomb. Now we're going to send it around everywhere, including Ooh, various government agencies. And then Interpol <laughs> takes him out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that's funny, Dave, because now I, I almost guarantee you, I know exactly what your number two is. 
Um, but I feel like uh, that's I I actually have not heard of this band, so I'll definitely check them out. But well, I think mode. you made a really good point. I think you made a really good point about um, just different bands being an entry point to a genre or, or a style of music that you're not always super familiar with, or you've kind of been standoffish to. Sometimes, you know, I I've got a huge taste, you know, very eclectic taste of music. I have like a very big record collection. Um, that's what I do for fun as I listen to music and go buy albums. But I always try and tell people um, that might ask me like, you know, what kind of music I listen to or th- anything like that. I'm always like, well, I kind of listen to everything. Like, what do you like? And they're like, Oh, I listen, you know, you listen every time I get that opposition of like, Oh, I'm not really into that kind of music or I don't like this or that. I'm always like, but I mean, have you heard this? Because I always feel like, I think it's weird that someone can write off a genre of music or a style of music without like, well, let's start with this. This might be an entry point. Like, have you heard this? Cause you might actually like it. Oh, you like, mm-hmm. you like this style of music. Like you may actually really enjoy this. If you just give this a listen. And to me, I just, it's always strange to me. I feel like you have all these walls built up about like what you feel like you like. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. You can like, you know, change that stuff around way more easily than I think people realize. Yeah. Great point. It's beautiful. You're talking like someone who took who's taken acid before in their life. <laughs> what that? No, sir. <laughs> there's um there's definitely like genre overlap between like almost every genre of music. So like you can find a genre of music that people like, like Aaron likes musicals, and a genre that they don't like, like death metal. And we just need to find the death metal musical, and then we'll get Aaron into car bomb. This is how we win, Nave. And it's death clock. I think Death Clock is that. (laughs) I like Death Clock. (laughs) All right. So that was Nave's number three, uh, Mordial by Carbom. And um, I kind of alluded to somewhere I'm going with my number two. But my number two is uh, by the band Opeth, and it's called Blackwater Park. This is one of those entry points um, between something that I really value in music, which is melody, but also something I really value in music, which is anger. And yeah, so the reason that I love Blackwater Park so much is number one, all the songs fuck. They're all awesome. Um, You can listen to the album straight through. It's great. Melodic. It's heavy. It's everything I I like in like this kind of music. But it's that melody that really gets me into... um, Opeth more so than in this album specifically more so than a lot of other like death metal bands Um, because their singer can sing clean vocals really beautifully and he can also go harsh with the best of them in my opinion the instrumentation is great the songs are awesome some of the songs are really fucking long I love a like 13 minute metal like epic song and yeah Blackwater Park by Opeth my number two great album yeah, I made the listeners couldn't see, but I freaked out when he brought yeah, he, he dropped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was not I something I was expecting. 
I started laughing when you freaked out. Right I freaked out. I, that's one of my favorite bands of all time. Opeth is yeah. incredibly uh, uh, eclectic as well. It's something that I yeah. really enjoy in my music is having such a wide variety and such a ex- incredible skill set to bring to the table. And they're all talented musicians. There's so many people in their band. But yeah, M- Mikhail, Mikhail is his, uh, the singer's name, and he has an amazing voice. And if you really enjoy metal, but you don't like the unclean vocals, this is a great entry point because uh, so much of their uh, melodic stuff has like unclean vocals, but like that kind of ushers you into that mentality. Once you start getting used to that kind of uh, vocal performance, it's a lot easier to get into things like Lamb of God, like you were saying. Yeah, it's one of those where like, if you're someone like me who didn't used to like unclean vocals, the the melodic vocals, the singing will bring you in because it's really good, fits the songs really well. And then those harsh vocals in the in this album in particular are used for like more for effect, like heavy effect than I don't know, than just like trying to be angry. And there is value in angry music. I love angry music, but uh, for this one, those harsh vocals are used for effect within the context of that like particular song. And I just think that this is like a masterpiece album. Um, but one that when one of the songs comes up on the shuffle, I'll listen to like all 12 minutes of it. And then I'll be like, I should probably just go listen to the whole thing. So that's why it's my number two, Blackwater Park by Opeth. And I, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Nate. No, no, no. You have something important to say. I do not. <laughs> it's not massive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> the um the uh the nature of the uh songwriting itself it's kind of like taking you on a journey they paint like a very beautiful picture with their mm-hmm. uh with the uh the way that the guitars articulate different notes and uh chord progressions and stuff i mm-hmm. absolutely adore that about that band and so it, it's a band it's a it's a band where you kind of have to have the ability to actively listen and like and and be able to it's i'm not trying to rick and morty of 200 iq everybody but it, it's <laughs> it's not something that like the person who brought up the blink 182 in of the state it's not something you put on just to like sing in your car just to have a have something awesome going on it, usually it's a very moody kind of thing and mm-hmm. so uh I, i'm really impressed that you like that because that's that's some good stuff yeah it, it definitely takes you on a journey throughout the album and um it's i guess that's let me I forgot what my number three was. What was my number three? Yeah, I guess my number three also. Gizzard my Lizard. One. Yeah, the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They all take you on a kind of journey throughout the album instead of just being a collection of, you know, 14 great songs. Um, so that's kind of where I was going with this topic, I guess. A little uh, trend there. So that was my number th- uh, two, Blackwater Park by Opeth. Aaron, what's your number two? All right. My number two is a band that I love that I know both Dave or all of Dave Allen and Bloodbath think is very lame. Uh, But this is maybe my favorite album of all time. Uh, And it is Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum by Tally Hall. I've been sleeping in a cardboard box, spending every dollar at the liquor shop. And even though I know I haven't got a lot, I'll try to give you love until the day you drop. So Tally Hall is my one band that I can say out loud that other people have never heard of before. And I can be that guy that introduces them. When I heard Tally Hall for the first time, I was like, dude, I cannot wait to tell Dave Allen and Bloodbath that I found a really cool band that they've never heard of. 
and I, I presented it to you guys, this album specifically, and all of you were like, "That's this album fucking sucks, except for that chicken song. Which, <laughs> which, that chicken song is great. Mucka Blucka is song. objectively... So good. So, like, I... That Mucka Blucka song is like, I always say it's like, if chickens ruled the world, it would be their semi-charmed life. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it, it's a great song. But anyways, I, I, I love Tally Hall, who's just a, a group of like audio majors at the University of Michigan who came together to make this band that got pseudo famous because they, they did a cover, they did a uh, Bright Eyes cover of Smile Like You Mean It on the OC and then kind Ooh. of, and then kind of blew up a little bit. Um, but I, I I love Tally Hall. So the I, I think the 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 best way I can describe Tally Hall while having a very limited knowledge of the English language and music is <laughs> I, I I think they are I think they are very uh, comparable to a band like uh like Ween or like what Dave said earlier with his like Gizzard Lizard Wizard band or whatever the fuck he was talking about. Uh, they do able a- to explain it better in Spanish. God, I wish, dude, I wish I wish I could actually speak Spanish. I tricked you. Uh, but I like Tally Hall, um, and I like this album specifically because it is literally every song on the album is is different than the last song you heard. They they do not have a genre. They have uh, a, a bluegrass song, and they have a '90s alt song, and a jazz song, and a song that kind of sounds like a show tune. Like, right? This this is why this album is so meaningful to me. Is not only is every single song on this album awesome, but it is a completely different vibe. So you you have Tally Hall. Like one of the things that they do that uh, to me at least not a lot of other bands do is every single person in their band writes writes the songs and every single person in the band sings so when you have like this compilation uh, of songs they're all going to be different because every single song has a different mark from a different person in the band uh, like i said they're, they're, they're kind of like a uh, like a like a like a wonky like 90s alt uh, but they still have that like same feel that like the the beatles or ween give you where like like they're really happy and peaceful but like when they dig into like more meaningful stuff Stuff that's not you know that's kind of outside of the realm of like the silliness they normally have. They they actually produce really good music. And like I said, I know Dave Allen and Bloodbath, which I'm I'm so surprised Allen doesn't like Tally Hall like at all. But uh, this is my favorite band, and besides Queen, and and it's because of this album. And I know I'm not going to get another chance to talk about Tally <laughs> Hall on, on this podcast at all but i i i I, fu- I fucking love them and their lead singer went insane and you'll never get another tally hall album even though they have like two or three of them so i'll chill because i know nobody else cares to talk about them especially dave uh but yeah my number two is going to be a uh, marvin's marvelous mechanical museum by tally hall so so aaron i just have to say I never listened to Tally Hall. I know you're a hater. If I, if I told you I did, if I told you I did, I lied to you. I know, I know. And not only did you <laughs> lie to me, but you hated too, which makes you a bad person. Which is why it makes sense. It you're a lawyer. Might it might make <laughs> it might be that I'm a bad person. I don't know. I <laughs> you were on a lot of drugs back then. I looked these guys up on Google and I, I see them on Google images right now. They're all wearing like white suits and ties and they really remind me of another band, which is a funny story because the first episode I listened to you of you guys, the uh, your top three lyrics, um, uh, Dave threw it to someone and, and they immediately said, I can't remember who it was, but they said Oakley Dokley. 
<laughs> and probably Aaron. It was, it was me or Bloodbath. <laughs> well, this is the thing. There's a band named Oakley Doakley. That it's Ned, is, they're all Ned Flanders. They all look like Ned Flanders. It's a, yes. it's a metal band. And that is what these Tally Hall guys remind me of, is the Ned Flanders guys. Aaron, you know what I realized? Like... Because I agree with you, this album does have a bunch of different styles on it. Like every song is like a different genre almost, uh, especially that chicken song. Um, but the other album that you were really into at that time was that Panic at the Disco album that Ooh, also does made the list. Yeah. that exact same That's thing. That's what I always think about. Every time he, every time Aaron wants to tell me about Tally Hall, I think of that fucking Panic at the Disco album. But, and like, dude, pretty odd. I'm let's, sorry. Let's call, I love you. The album. It's, it's called Pretty Odd. It's called Pretty Odd. Yeah, I love you. I love you to death, buddy. And I think the passion you have about this band and finding something that nobody else knows about but you is very endearing. But I just cannot get into this group at all. Appreciate you and it's very that, much. Bloodbath. I thought you were about to attack me right there, man. Thank you, dude. Like I, I also <laughs> appreciate my effort. No, it's so special to you, and I can't like hate on it. And I don't. It's just one of those things. Like every. Every song has such a different feel and vibe. It's hard for me. They, I have a, my problem is like, they feel so much like a novelty band that it's like hard for me to take them seriously. And even though like, I'm sure like, like you brought up Ween and I'm like, Ween's a really good comparison. Cause like Ween can make every type of every genre of music on an album and everybody thinks it's art. So like, I, I don't really want to hate on you for that. But at the same time, like there's something I just don't feel like I, I don't. I know this sounds shitty. So I don't feel like I take them as seriously as I do. Not that I take Ween seriously necessarily, but does that make sense? Yeah. No, dude. Nobody takes this. Like literally, the only two people that really like this band are me and my buddy Luke from college, and 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 that's it. <laughs> he was the person who told me about them, man. But no, I, I I completely agree, and I'm actually like very cool that you guys didn't like come at me hardcore because you guys used a lot of curse words when I talk about Tally Hall over the course of our friendship. And uh, I mean, so yeah, like, but like I, you, you know, it it, it the Dave. Dave, Aaron, shut the Aaron, <laughs> I take I'm offense to that. Yeah. I asked you politely to never speak to me again. Okay. All right. Hey, Dave, sounds okay. like you need to listen to uh, Be Born by Tally Hall and calm your nerves a little bit, my I guy. I promise you I have listened. By the way, that chicken song is still in my Spotify shuffle. Love that song, dude. Comes up in the car sometimes. And whenever Hua hears it, she just looks at me like, why did I marry you? Why did I marry you? Why did I move across the world with you? What the fuck is wrong with me? No, no, the chicken right here is talking about love. Yeah. I think to his defense, um, sometimes the hunt uh, greatly amplifies your appreciation of a band. I think one of the reasons why I like Carbomb so much is how naturally I kind of found them like while searching for new bands and uh, and that the fact that they're so small. So it's like it, it's it's a little bit of you had to search for them to find them and a little bit of nobody else knows who they are. So it's fun to be able to like uh, expose people to that. You get like a lot of serotonin uh, whenever people are like, no, I don't know that. And then you get to show them new things or at least yeah. I do. No, you yeah. are completely off base here. One, I did do I did zero research. Uh, to find this band somebody told it to me and i wasn't excited i more so wanted to throw it in their faces that i found something cool because i've spent my whole life hearing them talk about bands that i've never heard of before and them <laughs> being like you should listen to this and them being right that i liked it that i was so excited it wasn't like a it was more like a, yeah yeah fuck you guys i'm on your level now and then they were all like no nah, this is trash dude i hate this chicken songs <laughs> okay though 
the defense rests its case. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was Aaron's number two, uh, Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum by Tally Hall. Alan, what is your number two? So before we started this, I don't know if it was when we were recording or not. We were talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and uh, and how all of their albums have songs that you just need to skip <laughs> and you can't listen to them all the way through. The rap rock ones. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like everybody's got their own flavor and that's kind of the thing with the Chili Peppers. Everybody has their own flavor. But, um, you know, so I was going through three Chili Peppers albums I listened to all of them today and uh, and they were Californication, by the way, and Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Great um, albums. Which all I, of them. I, right. I, I, all of them. Start to finish, they're all great, but they all have, you know, some problems with them. Uh, and so what I what I landed on was Blood Sugar Sex Magic is my number two. Good album. Wow. You know, right. Well, so, I mean, right. Nave said it. Wow. It's, and everybody has their own thing that they're looking for. I really, I love Californication, but Porcelain sucks. And um, I like, I really like, by the way, um, but I just don't think it's as good as Blood Sugar Sex Magic. So that's why I went with Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And it is a little bit more of like, you know, the, the, the funk feel i think more than the rock rap feel but you have you have people in your corner because the only red hot chili peppers album that you can buy completely on rock band dlc uh was blood sugar sex magic so i think they agree with you and and i think that's like who who they are the most like if you listen to all of their albums i feel like you know that's more so kind of like what they the kind of stuff they were doing before they got really really big was was that whole kind of like the you know, hard funk thing so while it is definitely like down on the list of my favorite chili peppers albums i feel like that is the most like uniquely red hot chili peppers album. i think like that's the album that they wanted to make as opposed to like later on where i feel like they were trying to just get like more radio hits i guess is the best way i can describe it that's pretty insightful for sure i agree with that yeah this is a Yay. good, <laughs> this is a good, uh, good album. It it's probably the worst offender of those three for having songs that I want to skip. Like I want to skip about Correct. half this album if I'm listening to like the right, whole right, thing. Right. But, but which ones? Uh, which I'm looking one? at the track list right now. Funky Monks. Um, Not that bad. Apache Rose Peacock. The Greeting Song. Right, that's the one I want to skip. Is Apache Rose Peacock. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. All right. I mean, I didn't say it was perfect. Okay, guys. But like, it is a it is a good album. This used to be. So when I was thinking of this topic, my my brain immediately went to songs that were great in the car or albums that were great in the car back when I had like a CD player in my car. And like, I had to choose wisely the CDs to put in the car because I don't want to be skipping songs all the time. And um, I want to just like, you know, enjoy the album and drive. This was one that was in my car for a while, um, but I think I like Californication especially um, more than this as far as Chili Peppers albums go for like the, the no skip factor. 
it's interesting because it's like it's like uh the highs are higher and the lows are lower on californication than blood sex magic so i think like the if you're talking about median uh of all of the songs then yeah i agree with you blood sugar is probably the one yeah the chili peppers i mean they they have they have such they make a bunch of different types of songs too they are not afraid to experiment and bands that do that you're just you're going to have a few songs that i just don't want to hear ever again but i'm not mad at them for that it's just just the way it is i like this album it's why their greatest hits is what's up yeah you know <laughs> correct yeah i i think you put it you, you made a really good point there where it's like the it's more median like the highs are higher on some other lower i I like Californication a lot. I like By the Way a lot. And I kind of agree with Dave. Like, this album's probably like their best, but like, there's so many songs, not a ton, but like, I skip more songs on this one than I would any of the others. I think this, does this album have a, this album has a lot of songs on it, doesn't it? 17. Compared to the other one? Yeah, until we get to Stadium Arcadia. Yeah, which has like 38. Yeah. Which is also a good <laughs> album, kind of. Yeah. It is good. It's a pretty long album. Yeah. It, I mean, but Chili Pepper's albums are, you know, usually, I mean, relatively long. They're usually like an hour, right? Yeah. I was just looking, an hour the, night just looking at the track list. Sir Psycho Sexy is eight minutes long. What the yeah, fuck? Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a great, it's a great you know. album. Yeah, that's what like <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Kiedis like, got too high on heroin. And he was like, you guys just riff for nine uh, minutes. And I'll come up with the lyrics later. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Under the Bridge is nine songs away. So I can get really high on heroin still. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was Alan's number two, Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Bath. What's your number two? All right. This is actually perfect because Alan's pick will transition into my pick very nicely because I feel like with Alan's pick, um, it's good car songs. Like you were saying, Dave, like that's what, like, that's sort of like the impetus of, like, okay, what was it that I could listen to in the car all the time? And like with the Chili Peppers, I was, I'm a very big fan and I burned myself out on the Chili Peppers so much in high school that I had the same relationship with my number two pick, which is Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Because I listened to so much Pink Floyd in high school, I just like I for like fifteen years. I for like fifteen years, (laughs) I have not um, wanted to listen to Pink Floyd whatsoever. Um, Dark Side of the Moon is great. Obviously, you know, so much has been said about it. I don't feel like going on this whole tirade about the band or that. Say it's a it's a it's a wonderful album. It's so good to listen to start to finish. And what I really liked about this topic was when I think of albums that I listen to start to finish without skipping anything, it's usually like, so if anybody that's out there, that's got a job where you can listen to music while you work or, you know, a long car ride and you turn on your Spotify or put an album in or something like that. To me, it's always like, I would always get so excited because of like, okay, cool. We get to listen to dark side of the moon. So like, it's like opening a present. There's all these songs I get to listen to. I don't have any filler. I don't have anything I want to skip. It's like just, you know, hit after hit after hit. And like that, you know, it's almost like I said, opening 
opening up a present or it's like, you know, hey, like, you know, on the run is next. And then we've got, you know, money and great gig in the sky and like just the joy you feel that, you know, that you have so many good songs still to come and you're not, you know, kind of going, all right, this one's fucking stupid. I'm going to like zone out with this place. Like you can stay engaged the entire time. So um, uh, that's really like, that was really like the impetus of like the picks that I made. So, um, and dark side of the moon was like that first, one of the first albums that I like, was constantly every time I got in the car, I just turned dark side on. And like, I would always, if I was running an errand in high school or, you know, doing something and I was in my car and it, and I started listening to it, I always, you know, just kept driving around for another 20 minutes. So I could just finish it. I mean, that's a pretty big moniker of respect that you're burnt out on Pink Floyd, but you still put it on as your second album that you want to binge. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm more of a uh, wish you were here guy myself, but I love Dark Side of the Moon or like uh, the Wall. Like all of, like there's such great concept albums, and they all had it. Just I hear time, and then I have to hear the rest of the album. Like yeah. there's something going on with Pink Floyd, and they're such a patient band, you know. And so like again with the act of listening, that's I love Pink Floyd. They have so many amazing nuances in their music. Such an awesome pick. Yeah, I. That's what I was thinking with Dark Side. Is like it's one of those albums that. If I hear a random song out of context, I'm expecting it to flow into the next song. So I might as well just go listen to the whole thing. It was another like this was a car CD uh, for me in high school too. something to just keep looping in the car. And also like Aaron, remember when we did we went was it a cast party for a play when we did yep. that he, Wizard of Wizard Oz? Of Oz thing? Yeah. yeah. And, and I yeah. was like, this is not <laughs> going to work out like at all. This is going to be so fucking stupid. And then it like kind of worked out. And this is before yeah. I did drugs. And I was like, yeah, oh, I was just going to say everyone was stone fucking sober for that. Thing sober, too. bro. I was drinking Kool-Aid <laughs> and water and eating crackers and shit, bro. And that's still fucking <laughs> <my shit. laughs> it's the, the awesome thing about like cinema is that it's there's so much rhythm them to it especially whenever you go into like action movies um i remember one time uh, me and a bunch of people took a substance and we watched like just montages of act of action scenes and just had music playing over it and it was it was a really delectable experience just watching stuff like that but um i love how intricate the uh the relationship of music and cinema is because it's 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 just a serotonin machine whenever you start adding stuff together like that. Yeah. yeah. And people will tell you, man, video people cannot work without audio people, but audio people are completely fine without video people. <laughs> and that kind of like plays into exactly what you're saying, dude. Yeah. Good pick, B-Man. Number two, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Nave, what's your number two? All right. Um, so the first one I picked, Car Bomb, was all uh, dirty vocals, all angry boy. So this one's going to be completely clean, but it's going <laughs> to be even more progressive than the last. This is going to be The Complexity of Light by a band, Children of Nova. I don't know what happened to this band. This band kind of vanished after their second album. But The Complexity of Light's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life. And I listen to it at least four or five times a month. And when I was talking to my friends about being on this show, they knew my top two. They knew which album. They knew two of my top three. They knew Children of Nova was going to be on there. 
and because I show it to everybody that I can, and every everyone just reiterates that this thing just melts, man. It, it's and it goes by so fast. It's uh, the regular length of an, a full length album, but it seems like twenty minutes have passed by. But you've gone through this like spiritual journey. Um, if you are into bands like the Mars Volta or um, let me see, uh, Coed and Cambria, th- these this like this uh, genre of like kind of prog with the 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 spectacle of like amazing musicianship and amazing time signatures and 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 and, and tempo changes and stuff like that, you're going to love this band. Um, out of out of the three that I am going to say, Children of Nova is the band that you guys should definitely check out because it's going to be the most approachable from a layman's standpoint. Um, because there's not a whole lot of barriers to entry for this. Uh, you don't have to be like a savant in music theory to, I don't know music theory at all. I'm just kind of pulling a lot of this shit I'm saying out of my ass, but, (laughs) um, children of Nova is, is, is incredible. Their chord progression is like impeccable. Like the way that they, uh, meld their sounds together, each instrument and the vocalist, it's, uh, it's really good, uh, harmonization. And, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't have nothing else to say. It's great. Oh, yeah. Did you guys hear uh, him insinuate that we're stupid and that like this is an approachable uh, band for <laughs> all of us because we're fucking children? Uh, I, I, like I was talking to I, the I, audience. I, I was talking to uh, the audience. No, no. All I heard was, Aaron, you're a fucking douche, dude. No, <laughs> if it, it, I, I actually like these things because I, I, I kind of like Coheed a little bit, dude. Like I, I do think they're a very approachable like band in that kind of genre. So what did you say their name was? Uh, children of nova and the album there's only two but the album is complexity of light yeah when you said um the mars volta that kind of perked my ears up and also nave you get hipster points for bringing a band that doesn't have a wikipedia page to the podcast (laughs) they legitimately vanished i have no idea what happened to them when what's really weird i don't know most people might know this but there is a youtube channel called mega 64 which is very popular and one of their one of their music videos is on that youtube channel and i don't know what the relationship between mega 64 and these guys are these guys were i think we talked about a band that was like this but they were just people who were in college and made a band and after they were out of college they just fucking left and it's the most beautiful shit i've ever heard so i'm yeah. like it makes me so sad that i i don't know man they're so well, good i, I they got, got caught up, up on spotify gate, my guy <laughs> not pizzagate yeah i gotta pulled up on spotify i'll definitely check it out like um i i like the mars volta a lot so that was a good um good big comparison. jared leto guy not the right is, mars is that him band. damn it no. yeah, it's 30 <laughs> seconds yeah, 30 seconds close. to Mars. I was close. I should get bonus points too, right, Bloodbath? Yeah. No. I thought you were, in fact, I thought you were right, Aaron. In fact, <laughs> I thought in, I was right too, dude. In fact, I feel like Aaron should be uh, jailed for a period of time. <laughs> I talked bad about his leader, Jared Leto. The prison sentence is to join Jared Leto. Very, jail. very opposite. Very much opposite. You mentioned Jared Leto in general. Like it's my you're fault. Better than that, man. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm. I'm really not. But I'm sorry, you guys. Well, Beth is very protective of Jared Leto. All right. I mean, he's, 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 he's the provider. Throwing away acts, accusations and shit, Aaron. All right. <laughs> I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna hurt you really really bad <laughs> that was really good uh i'm oh, actually I, sh- I should deserve bonus points for naming for knowing two bands that have the word mars in them let's be fucking fair here that's true very true yeah yeah i still disagree <laughs> all right he's the man he's the man i suck all right mm-hmm. nave i'll check that album out i got it uh 
saved on Spotify now. So I'll check that out. Bless you. That was Naves number two, The Complexity of Light by Children of Nova. My number one, uh, we're taking it way to the other end of the hipster versus layman spectrum. My number one is American Idiot by Green Day. Hey. Which sweet. Which is an album that it's it's another one of those it's it takes you on a journey throughout the album it's one of those where if i you know if, if i'm just driving in the car because i've said this before on the show right i don't make playlists and i don't listen to whole albums i just have every song that i've ever liked saved on spotify and i just do a big shuffle <laughs> which is ridiculous it's ridiculous there are like there's like uh, nine, just the worst. There's like nine thousand songs in there. There's no rhyme or reason. I skip more songs than I listen to. It's fucking chaos. But uh, if you know Jesus of Suburbia comes up on the shuffle, I'll be like, you know what? Let me um, swerve over to the side of the road here and put on American <laughs> Idiot and listen to the whole thing. Um, I love this album. Um, they did a, a touring like musical version of it. I went and saw the musical. It was really good. Um, I cried during the musical, which was like, oh, wow. I, this album apparently means a lot to me. Didn't know that. Um, so that's my number one, American Idiot. It, it flows together really well. I don't really want to listen to many of the songs outside of the context of the whole album, um, but I do love listening to the whole thing. So that's my number one. It's a great concept album too because a lot of the songs are smushed together and i don't know if you guys know like the because i'm a huge aficionado of green day like early like american idiots where i stop but um uh the the whole uh idea behind american idiot was after they lost all of their music they got stolen uh before they were able to release the album and everything they kind of they all kind of just came together and just made mashup songs and that's why there's these 15 minute long epics of like of constantly changing songs because it was just a bunch of ideas that they vaguely remembered from their last album mm-hmm. and it, it's great and whenever you were talking about hearing a song and expecting it to lead into another song when i'm rarely listening to the radio and i hear boulevard of broken dreams i'm very confused why holiday wasn't the f- playing before it because it's like listening to uh boston's uh long time without listening to foreplay or listening to eruption (laughs) and then the next song isn't you really got me by van halen it's like well what's going on yeah especially because holiday ends with that like the beginning of boulevard of broken dreams you 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 have to yeah that's a good pick dude i'm kind of i'm kind of over the green day hate that people I don't, I mean, I guess I don't really have it that much anymore, but like, I just like, I'm sorry if you're like somebody within our general age range, like that was like the biggest fucking thing ever. Oh, it was on the radio for years. Yeah, literally every station you turned to had a Green Day song on it from that album. And it was good. And it was good. It's a good album. And I'm like, I'm very much over like the, like, oh, this is stupid. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's a good album. I agree with Dave. It's, it's definitely really good. I don't know that. Like my problem with that is usually after like St. Jimmy, like I just kind of like skip most of the songs to like homecoming or like, what's her name? Um, Love what's her name. So like, yeah, I like that one a lot too. Um, 
So, I, I mean, I, it wouldn't necessarily make my list, but like, I, I do really, really appreciate that album. And I definitely think I, I know it's like the, you know, one of the biggest albums of all time, but like, it's still kind of like, eh, maybe a little underrated still. Like, I think it's really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we are the waiting. I think it's still like the song off that. Like I like the most. If you're like that holiday Boulevard and then like, we are the waiting, like that's always the one that I like the most. Yeah. Even if you go like look on Spotify, a lot of the songs are mashed together now. Like you, yeah. you can't listen to yeah. like Jesus of Suburbia and one of the other songs is together on Spotify. It's like a. Are you sure it's Jesus? You know, because Jesus is like a fifteen minute long song. Also, maybe it, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's like um, like we uh, are the waiting and Saint Jimmy are one song. You have to listen. You can't listen to them individually. Right. Same with um. I think they Letter renamed and, some of the songs. And included a, a backslash to name like a reprise. No, it was song. the it was the original track names. They just like the two that are supposed to be together. They've put together this in like the this. remastered version of huh. the album or whatever. But anyway, um, it's like it, they, and and Green Day is not a band that's like uh because Dookie, which is one of the albums that I was considering for the list. Dookie's my favorite Green Day album. Um, Chump immediately leads into Longview. The last one second of Chump, the drums are doing the Longview drums, yeah. and so um, I, it, Green Day has pretty been pretty good about that. I love Dookie. That's such a good album, dude. It's great. So good. Yeah, Dookie was great. I loved American Idiot too, though. Same. A lot of fun. Yeah, and I remember when it came out. I liked like three quarters of the song. Like I remember I distinctly didn't like give me Novocaine. I didn't like we are the waiting when it first came out and there was a couple others. And then as I've gotten older and as I've listened to the whole album through so many times, like I said, I even went and saw the goddamn musical about the album. Um, I like all of the songs now. I like, I, they all have their place in like the greater album, which to me, like, it's like, that's like the trend of what this topic was to me is not just albums where you don't want to skip any of the songs. It's albums where you can't remove any of the songs. It would lose something if you did. So that's my number one, American Idiot by Green Day. Aaron, how about you? Number one. All right, you you can cut this, but dude, I've been meaning, I know I've asked you this question before, but I've been meaning to ask you this too. This Green Day song's been stuck in my head and I cannot fucking think of what it's called. It's I'm not song, cutting it's this. Like, it's like run away, run away, run away to right, What is that uh, song called? Oh, love. Oh, love. Dude, hold oh, up. Oh, love. Won't you? Matter road. Great song. All right, hold up. I'm just going to. Definitely, definitely don't cut that. Yeah, I'm I didn't get any of the no words way. right. That's, that's the dude, best, I, that's that's the best part my, of this episode. That's been in my head for like three days. And I'm like, I'm going to have to ask Dave at some point. Because I, I turned on Shazam and then I tried to like mimic it to Shazam. They're like, we don't recognize this. I'm like, why works? You're worthless. Oh, damn. All right. You so should anyway. de- you definitely just Google like quote do quotes and then Google the lyric that you remember. Oh, 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 oh no, I did. I got all yeah. of them wrong. I, I those words I said a second ago. I don't think are the words <laughs> to the song. All right. They're uh, close. Yeah, I, I was all right. Uh, so my <laughs> number one is the self titled. Tenacious D album. All you people up there in City Hall, you're fucking it up for the people that's in the streets. This is a song for the people in the streets at the People City Hall. All you motherfuckers in the streets, it's time to rise up. Come along, children, and fucking rise. 
That's great. <laughs> Everybody loves the dude. Tenacious D is so fucking cool to me, dude. And uh, they they've put out some stuff in in, in uh, a couple of different albums here and there. But to me, like this is like a legitimately great rock album um it is maybe the only album i like that has skits in it <laughs> i'm like all right i'll i'll even listen to the skits yeah exactly uh, i want six chicken mcnuggets yeah a small cherries jubilee <laughs> and then like kyle, <laughs> like kyle gas is like uh he's like god take forever uh but anyways no dude like tenacious d fucking rocks and like what a lot of people today like you know like like i said i I work with a lot of young people and when i say jack black they they don't think of tenacious d dude they think of the fucking jumanji movie or whatever the fuck because he has become (laughs) yeah dude because he's become such a, a mega mega superstar and it all comes from this album, dude. Tenacious D fucking rules. Kyle Gass is one of my favorite guitar players of all time just because of his demeanor, right? There was like this, uh, there was like this, like a uh, uh, rumor that he had graduated from Juilliard and somebody asked him about it in an interview one time. He's like, yeah, I went to Juilliard. And then somebody asked him about it like years later. And he was like, no, so many people asked me that I just lied and said I graduated from Juilliard. Like he, he's like a legitimately like great guitar player. Jack Black, yeah. not as great of a musician, but he is a fucking killer what? vocalist, dude. Oh, well, okay. he, he, he can play guitar and he, you know, and, but, but in, in he writes the stuff and he is a, a wonderful, a, an extremely underrated vocalist, I think, for that band. But you had Dave Grohl on that fucking album. Like, I- I'm telling you this right now. If you compiled a list of all of the greatest Tenacious D songs, every single one of them, except maybe Kickapoo, is on this fucking album. Like, dude, fr- <laughs> front to back, this thing fucks. City Hall is a top 30 favorite song of mine of all fucking time. And I think it's really funny that like in the midst of a lot of like parody and comedy albums that I have like enjoyed or like, you know, like sought in my life, like this is still the funniest album to me as well. Like I really like taking that like standard, like classic rock or or early metal, like type shit and just putting the F word every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, like saying, saying ass every third word, but dude, I, I cannot say enough great about how much I fucking love tenacious D one quick story. And this is how I know my stepdad is actually super fucking cool is he had this CD when I, when it came out, when I was like, you know, 12, 13 years old or whatever. And he hid it in his room and I found it. And every time my parents fucking left, I would take this CD out of his dresser and I would just fucking blare this thing until I saw the car roll up, throw that bitch back in the CD thing, throw it back into his drawer. So there's like even that kind of like memory to me. One thing I I read about this today, uh, they recorded this album uh, in an old uh, recording studio that Neil Diamond used to use. And uh, they got that because of the movie Saving Silverman, because Jack Black became friends with Neil Diamond <laughs> making that movie. And he was like, hey, dude, I'm recording this album for my band Tenacious D. And Neil Diamond's like, yeah, I got this old shitty recording studio. You could just use it, dude. You're cool. Uh, so, yeah, I. I, I, I know I'm getting hyped and I, I can't explain it the way that I want to explain it, but I, I love Tenacious D so much. They, you know, for a band that's like predicated on like being silly and funny, they rock the fuck out. And it's super fucking cool when it all comes together like that. And that album gets included. So I uh, love it. Tenacious D self-titled front to back. I could listen to it all the time. Number one. Yeah, it, it, the that uh, song tribute on that album, right? Great, yep. great song. Yep. 
Um, that's their best song for sure. And that song is on Rock Band, and it is a mainstay. Every single time that people come over to get drunk and play Rock Band, they sing? get me on. That's they the get one, me yeah. on the mic, and they make me sing tribute because it's always so funny for them. It's great. Yeah. I speaking of tribute, this is how I know me and Aaron are cool. Is in high school whenever we drove around when it, when they do the scat singing part, me and Aaron would harmonize beautifully yep. together on yep. that. I love that. Yeah. And actually my favorite song on that album is Kyle quit the band. I, I, I don't know why, but I fucking just that could have split up Kato and Nash. Gunk, gunk, <laughs> That's <gunk>. also true. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I fuck Kyle quit the band is the best song on that album and it's not close, yeah. but top, top to bottom with the skits. You it's broke fucking the amazing. rules. Now I'll now pull out all the pubic, pubic hair. hair. <laughs> so great. Like it, they're so funny, but their song, like Jack Black, is that guy. Like he is that good of a vocalist. Like where he he's so good at being a, a rock star while also being like in this you know mid twenties two thirty like five nine guy body. It's so fucking wild. Dude. <laughs> and just hearing all the you know, and I know Dave Grohl did the drums. And he played guitar and they had a couple guests, but like Kyle Gass fucking shreds, dude. And it's so funny seeing like a fat bald dude with a classical guitar just fucking shredding that. So or, or like Wonder Boy, a song that I've gotten fucking tired of, or Fucker Gently, like a song I've gotten tired of. Were mega hits back then when those came out. I was obsessed with those songs, dude. Yep. Dude, the fucking part of that movie when Kyle Gass gets his wig ripped off is still so, so fucking great. So it's funny. So it's a funny. great movie. The face he makes, oh, and he's so bald. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It. I don't want to talk about it anymore, but I, I, I love Tenacious D, and this is maybe a top five album for me. I, I Front to back, I love it. Yeah. It's a great album. And like you said, one of the only albums with skits that I don't want to throw up while i listen to the skits are actually funny on this album it doesn't take itself too seriously but then when they like all right we're gonna rock now like they fucking rock it's yeah. really cool like the garbage pale kids of music <laughs> yes <laughs> so that was aaron's number one tenacious d by tenacious d alan what is your number one my number one i know i've mentioned on here before is weezer's Blue album. Yep. I shopped this answer around a little bit this past week, and uh, and by that I mean this afternoon because I didn't start thinking about it until this afternoon, um, and I got some negative responses. And <laughs> stop talking to them. I'm a little bit surprised on the internet. That? No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't use the internet. Um, no, 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 no. Just like with like actual people, like with real, real folk, and. Uh, yeah, no, a lot of hate going out toward Weezer in general. I was pretty shocked. So 
I want to get everybody's opinion here so I can know who I should, you know, maybe stop talking Alan, to. Alan, this is my first honorable mention, dude. And I've, I've told this story on the podcast before, but there was the night before uh, I left for OU and you, we were talking and I kind of said something like, man, dude, I'm not going to know anybody. This is going to be so hard having to remake new friends. And you're like, dude, listen, tell them that you, that the blue album is your favorite album and you'll be fine. Like people will think you're cool. Like it's cool. And I was like, I don't know what that is, dude. Every song on that album is great. Like dude, all of their, it's so weird when bands do this sometimes where they'll put out their first album and it's by far the best thing you'll ever hear about them before they become like, you know, like ultra publicized or even mechanized to a degree. Weezer's best album is the blue album. Say it ain't. So is their best song fight me. Yes, it is actually their best song. I, I think there's there's uh, credence to what you're saying with the first album being the best because I think that's when a lot of bands are the most creative, where they and they want it the most, and so they put a lot more effort into like their first outing, and then the longer that they go on, the more kind of diluted things kind of get. And there are a lot of bands who are the antithesis of that, where like the more they the more they release, the better they become. It's because they continue the the art is what they're like pursuing. And I'm not yeah. saying Weezer is this way. I'm just saying that there's a lot of bands that are like that. There's so there's like bands like Weezer or other bands where their first album is like by far their best one. I think it's because, you know, those bands have years and years coming up making demos or making like little EPs or whatever, but they have years and years before they get that big first album out. There's like tons of time and energy behind like the creativity of that album and then it's out it's a big hit and then they're like okay we need another album next year and they're like fuck we got to make like 12 more songs you know so i think that's that's what goes on yeah with weezer though it's people fucking hate weezer now because weezer's new new music is garbage and they're very like they're out there still they're not one of these bands that's like did you know that Weezer's still making music? Like if you follow music, <laughs> Weezer's out there. You know they're out there because you see them. And I think their new music is trash. Their cover of Africa is garbage. Oh, it's so bad. But, Dude, why do people oh, like it on. so much? No, Whoa, it's well, this song come with Davis Day is come the song. On. Their cover Africa of Africa is, is horrible. Bad. It's is great. But it's a, but Africa's you, bad. So, no, no, no. The song. Yes, it's bad. The, no, the song Africa. Calm down, Dave. Calm down, Dave. <laughs> okay, Aaron said that, but that's this is Aaron. This is his brand. <laughs> I'm on brand. But, <laughs> I think Weezer kind of like did this to themselves, like with the way that they position themselves as these kind of like nerdy, like uh, reclusive kind of guys. Like that's their kind of outward image of their band, and it's so it, it becomes a a thing that like the layman have has a harder time to kind of like empathize with with uh, this whole thing and uh, yeah it's like i don't know because i feel i'm in the similar situation with green day where the, everything that they've produced since american idiot has been very disappointing to me where i kind of just write off anything like i don't even remember what was the next the last album that they made the super fucking great or whatever it has the f word in it somewhere that's yeah i lost i lost track of what green day is doing it's so no it's idea. so funny to me. It's like poetic because like the green the green day has the it has the f word in the album name and it's censored and I'm like that is so the opposite of what Green Day used to be where they had songs about jerking off and shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like their yeah. old stuff was like the polar opposite of what they are now. And I'm totally fine with artists like growing and changing and everything. But um like just because you enjoy 
uh, a specific subsect of an artist doesn't make you a bad person to hate uh, a different uh, area of because everyone's growing and changing in different ways is what I'm trying to say. Great point. Yeah, what I will and uh, that's exactly no go ahead go ahead, go ahead Aaron. What great point. What I will respond with is ooh wee ooh I look just like Martin Lawrence. David Allen Greer. <laughs> great. Was that Weird Al? No, no, no. That's us. No, that's us, baby. Yeah. Oh, you made that up. Correct. Oh. Yeah. We're very cool. Um, yeah, very cool. Now that's I'm about exactly to start singing what, along. That's what's going on with Weezer. So, like, I think I think that their their new music is really bad, but their old music, you can't. No matter what they're doing now, it doesn't take away from like the the blue album, the green album. Um, other stuff <laughs> early that, <laughs> sure. other stuff that i'm not naming right now like a couple songs from the red album um yeah like i'm not mad at weezer and the blue album is great start to finish another banger car cd no no love for the teal album guys i mean no teal love at good. all for it oh hurley. Hurley. No. Hurley. the one that has uh the one I that has hurley on the cover which is objectively hilarious that they made a lost reference to their album but that album sucked dick bro no that album's oh that album yeah that one sucked uh I'm, the one that has the dog on the cover that one's pretty good ratitude, ratitude. it's called yeah i yeah. like that one a lot <laughs> all right go ahead bloodbath uh I, I was just gonna say like blue album was a definite contender for me like that's my favorite albums it's it's easy to listen to all the way through there's not really any skips on it and um i think that's another good example of a band who like that if I mean there might be a greatest hits Weezer album, but like if there's not, that would be on it. Like most of that album would be on it beyond like any other album. And I think that's always like a testament to how good any of these picks are. Right on. Green album was also great. Yeah. Green album. Green cool. album was Pat Island in the Sun, that's an okay song. Super formulaic, Had- the green album, but I like I like the formula, so I'm like I'm not that mad. But yeah, all the songs right. are the exact same structure. So, all right. So that was Alan's number one, the blue album by Weezer bloodbath. What's your number one? All right. So my number one is do little by the pixies. So I don't think I have any bones about it. Pixies are probably like my favorite band on most any given day. And Doolittle is probably my favorite Pixies album on any given day. And Doolittle is probably a top contender for like one of my favorite albums of all times on any given day. So, um, you know, to me, that's it's one where I don't want to skip any song on there. It's one where if at any time on like a Spotify playlist or, uh, you know, whatever, like whatever other media I'm listening to, if, if a song by them randomly comes on off of that album, I more than likely will just like go right and listen to the album all the way through. It's, it's the most, it's, it is the one album I do that the most with uh, any other album ever. Like if something comes on from Doolittle, I'm like, okay, like we'll just go ahead and listen to this all the way through. Um, 
it's uh, it's another one of those like i said you know for me like if i'm at work if i was at work and i was going to play music for everybody um i would play this album because it'd be like hey every song on here is going to be great like i it's like just full it's no surprises no filler just full of like great offerings each time you listen to it and every song i can just let it go all the way through um it's also like super dynamic i think it's like one it's an album where the first half the first half of the album has one very specific feel to it the songs are all a little bit uh more uh, up tempo um a little bit more aggressive and then the second half um it's definitely got a different vibe to it uh but it all works well together and all the songs on the second half of the album are maybe more relegated to like B sides, but like they're still really good and they contribute to the album as a whole. And like that album just has such a feel to it. That's unlike any other, other work. And it's unlike any other album I've heard by another artist. And that's why it's so great. And I just, there is no album I want to listen to more straight through than that. Anytime, um, like a few years ago, I bought it on vinyl and anytime I put it on, like I, I will, no matter what's going on, if it's two o'clock in the morning and I happen to just put on for a second or something like that, I can't just listen to one song. I have to sit there for whatever, 45 minutes or however long it is and listen to, to, to the entire thing in its entirety every time. I have such a silly relationship with this album because I'm not really familiar with the Pixies, but this was one of the first full albums that were released on Rock Band which is a lot of my early exposure to music was just through Rock Band. And I remember uh, they the, one of the songs that were on Rock Band 1 was Wave of Mutilation from this album, and I really love that song. And so I randomly just bought a single song, and it was dead off of this album. And that song is so, uh, in, it's so weird and goofy that I, I wrote it off, I was like, I hate this, but like it became kind of a meme in my friend group to pick this song because it would upset me. And like, it, because it, there's this part like that's like, and like we just dance, we would like dance while the part was playing, just goofing off and stuff. And eventually it came, it like horseshoed back around to where I enjoyed the song. Eventually I ended up buying another song off of the album, which was uh, Monkey Gone to Heaven. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I because I, I it's a goofy name and I was like I'll tr- I'll give this another chance and I played that with my mom we were baked out of our mind me and my mom playing rock band together and just this monkey's gone to heaven over and <laughs> over again it's just so funny if you're stoned out of your mind and I understood what this album was at that point so I I, I can relate to it yeah yeah bloodbath once told me that there are two kinds of people in this world. And this is how Bloodbath starts every sentence he says. But he once told me there are two kinds of people in this world. There are Doolittle people and there are Surfer Rosa people. So I take it that Bloodbath is a Doolittle person. And as am I. Uh, This is my favorite Pixies album as well. Um, I like Surfer Rosa, but this one definitely has um, some of those like rougher edges sanded down. And it's it's a lot more enjoyable for me personally. Um, I was just looking at the track listing. Uh, to remind myself and just going like, man, yeah, all of these songs are really fucking good. All of them are great. And like, that's the thing too. It's like, if you were going to start the album and play it, like you would never have that like feeling of like, all right, here's like the three songs that are, Mm -hmm. we're going to get back into the good ones. Like you're just like ready to go the entire time. Yeah. I like that one song by the Pixies that was in fight club. No, it's on. Where is my mind? 
don't oh, that's, that's the, the one that I know too. Yeah, yeah, it's the most on the nose moment of the whole movie. I think <laughs> <laughs> there was um, so debaser is the first song on this album, and I think the first that was on like a Madden game or something like that back in the day, like a Madden like two thousand three or two thousand four soundtrack. Back when Madden soundtracks uh, were like rock songs. Weird. Yeah. EA was on it, man. EA was actually on it with those soundtracks. I really miss the pre-Spotify days. Yeah. Like, Nave, you said your early, a lot of your early introduction to music was through Rock Band. A lot of mine was from the fucking Madden soundtracks every too. year. Yeah. They were, and Tony Hawk. Oh, they, were, yeah. they were full yeah. of, like, great songs. And Debaser was on one of those. It might have been a Tony Hawk game. I don't Tony know. Hawk's how I got into hey, Scott, yeah, dude. For real. <laughs> dude, Tony Hawk soundtracks are great. Yeah. Front uh, all Definitely. all of them. Yeah. All right. So that was Bloodbaths number one, Do Little by the Pixies. Uh Nave, let's finish this up. Well, not really, but what's your number one? Um, this uh this band means a whole lot to me, and this album in particular is ex- extremely close to my heart, and that is Colors by Between the Buried and Me. I don't know if you guys are going to know this band, but this is definitely the most mainstream of my picks. If that can even, I can't, I'm like on a, on a, on a completely different wavelength with mainstream sometimes, but Between the Buried and Me is such a amazing band and it is a great um, combination of harsh vocals and clean vocals. And Colors is uh, one of their first albums, not one of their first, but it's a very old album and it's something that captivated me. This is a band that every single one of their albums is a concept album, and they're all combined. It's very similar to Opeth, where um, they they go on very distinct journeys. But this band is so out there, and their transitions are so crazy. It's uh, very obvious to someone with extreme ADHD that this is a band that you're going to really, really like. And like this band has some of the most poetic and beautiful songs. Um, but it also has some of the most jarring transitions. Like it has a it has a breakdown where they go into polka music, and then they also have a bluegrass guitar solo in one of their songs. And it's 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 so indicative of Between the Buried and Me that this is the perfect place to start if you want to start listening. And again, talking about rock band, this uh, the song Mordecai or a uh, prequel to the sequel, sorry, is the first song that I ever heard, and that song is on this album. And uh, it really opened the doors in in my eyes to how creative and uh, experimental music can be. And I I highly recommend my, my favorite song of all time is a Between the Buried and Me song. It's not on this album, but um, I highly recommend like checking this album or checking out uh, the song that I was thinking of. Uh, 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 Selkie's The Endless Obsession is the is my favorite song of all time and i listen to that that's always in my my top five in spotify wrapped and it makes me so emotional i listen to this album so often just sitting around like thinking about life and it's something that because it, it, it's like 
it goes through so many motions this uh this album and it really pulls me out of myself it's like almost an out-of-body experience for me and i'm someone that really really gets into his music i don't know if you guys can tell about how colorful my fucking language has been this whole fucking day (laughs) but um this is something that really hammers home uh create just creative uh freedom and these guys do whatever they want and it's it, it comes out amazingly uh amazing instrumentation awesome vocal performances he does clean and unclean vocals so there are going to be songs that are going to have screaming but sometimes it's worth it you know it is technically prog metal so it's still going to be very heavy and chuggy wuggy there's going to be awesome breakdowns but there's going to be beautiful serenades and like i said the polka the polka breakdown or the or the guitar solo that they're doing in like they have xylophone t- tuba breakdowns in some Love of their it. songs. It's so good. <laughs> All about so Bowie, good. Dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sounds uh sounds is there is there any correlation? It's what you're describing sounds like a dream theater album that I really like. Um with like musical breakdowns that are very different from like the rest of the song. You know what I mean? Dream Theater is an amazing, uh, it, 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 that's an amazing uh, comparison for them. The vocal performances are extremely different. Um, the, so, yeah. cho- like, Car Bomb <laughs> is all dirty and screaming, but Children of Nova is very high-pitched, kind of, like, you know. And so, this Between the Barry and Me is similar to having a high, it's not nearly as much as Coheed and Cambria or anything like that, but it is a, a, a higher uh, male vocal performance. And I know that kind of turns people off who are listening for metal. Like they're looking for someone like uh uh I can't remember the vocalist's name from uh whatever band you just said <laughs> god damn it from Dream but Theater Dream Theater that's what I was yeah. thinking I was thinking of uh Vola for some reason but yeah <laughs> so it's I have a bunch of bands bouncing around in my head now but uh the the juxtaposition of the beauty and the uh the ugly in these songs are so amazing and if you like these kind of active listening uh uh, tracks where you experience like the fucking entire hero's journey in the in the in the (laughs) matter of like seven minutes it's like you're going to really love between the buried and me they don't have any misses if you're into that kind of thing hell yeah awesome um yeah this sounds good to me, man. It's another one I'm going to save and listen to because you're you're speaking my language. Nave is the new bloodbath. And Sorry, this, bloodbath. I will say, I will say, um, uh, you said this might be like the most known or ma- mainstream of the bands that you mentioned. I've definitely yeah. heard the uh, between the buried and me before, but I haven't listened to this album as far as I know. So I'll definitely check it out. It was, it, I've seen them twice con- in, in concert and the, the second time they played that Selkie song and they, they let it up. Uh, it was like towards the end of the show and they were like, hey, is it okay if we play an older song for you guys? And everyone's of course is like, yeah, screaming. And then they're like, all right, this con- this song is from 2007. And as soon as they said that, I was like, I know what fucking song it is. And as soon as they started playing, I couldn't, I just started sobbing in the, fu- I was like, I'm so emotionally attached to this band, but, yeah. and Selkie specifically has, it just, if, if you're going to listen to anything from this band, listen to Selkies. And if the beginning of that song is way too harsh for you, skip halfway through the song because the first half is very harsh and the second half is just the. I want that played at my funeral, the second half of that song. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, that's a, good, that, that, that's a good way to put it, dude. Like when it brings, like, like yeah. and this is why we all listen to music and watch TV and do all those things is to pull that kind of emotion out of us, man. And I'm very unfamiliar with this band, but like I, I do understand that, like, you know, like, pulling that out of you when 
all you're doing is listening to a song, man. So I, I get why it would be your number one, man. Yeah. All right. So that was Naves number one, uh, Colors by Between the Buried and Me. We're going to do some quick honorable mentions here before getting into our community top threes here. Um, I came up with a bunch of honorable mentions during uh, this recording. All those times when I acted like I was listening to what you guys were talking about, but I wasn't listening. This is what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my honorable mentions, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Rust, Rust in Peace by Megadeth. Sunbather by Death Heaven, Death Heaven. And All Killer, No Filler by Sum 41. Honorable mentions. Aaron, how about you? Um, I don't know. Well, we talked about two of them. One is uh, Pretty Odd by Panic at the Disco. Um, I don't remember. Oh, uh, the other one is the uh, Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem, but two that we didn't talk about. Uh, Streetlight Manifestos, uh, Everything Goes Numb. That is one of my favorite albums of all time. And you know how much I mm-hmm. want to talk about ska all the time. So I, I, I had to mention them in there. And then A Night at the Opera by Queen. I actually looked through every... Because like Queen doesn't have a good album. They're definitely a greatest hits band. So I looked through every <laughs> Queen album and I was like, okay, what has the best songs on it or at least the most good ones? So uh, Everything Goes Numb, Streetlight Manifesto, Night at the Opera by Queen, Pretty Odd by Panic at the Disco, Marshall Mathers LP. Those are going to be my honorable mentions. Nice. By the way, Between the Baird and Me, very Queen inspired. I, I, Queen inspires a lot of bands, dude. That's why Mika yeah, got famous. They were amazing. <laughs> Alan? Uh, I had a couple of them. <clears throat> um, the other two Chili Peppers albums, by the way, and Californication. Uh, Picaresque by Decemberist, Lechuza by Phoenix DX. Uh, Bob Dylan, Blonde on Blonde, uh, Emotionalism by uh, the Abbott Brothers, and Jimi Hendrix Live at Monterey. Because I didn't really think of live albums until we talked about it. Until like 30 minutes before recording time. And you asked us? Yeah. 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 Abbott Brothers are great, dude. I don't know if I've listened to that album straight through, but I really like them. Nice. Dude, my favorite album by Nirvana is their live at MTV. I absolutely love it. And that happens, that's like a third covers of other bands. Mm-hmm. I love cover albums. Bloodbath, honorable mention. Go ahead and say, uh, throw like Weezer's Blue album in there. Um, Milo Goes to College by the, De- by the Descendants. Um, I mean, I, I like if that's what was hard about this. I could have thought of a million. Rubber Soul by the Beatles. Um, yeah, we'll throw those out there. That'll be it. Right on. Nave, honorable mentions. Um, I would throw out The Forever Story by Jid, J-I-D, who I think is, that's my favorite rapper of all time. Um, I also really like Elder, Dead Root Stirring, uh, is one of their first albums, and Elder is like an incredible stoner metal band, and I'm sorry that I didn't include it in my top three. But <laughs> real quick, The Contortionist Language, Binging It, Meshuggah, Obzin, one of their fucking all-time best, and Homesick by A Day to Remember. Good Lord, that is some nostalgia. Hell yeah. All right, so we're going to get into our community top threes here. And we, like I said at the top of the show, we have a ton. So without any further delay, let's get into it. And I'll get us started with a new patron, Kieran. Thank you, Kieran. Uh, Number three, Operation Mindcrime by Queensryche. Not the first time we're going to hear that album. Number two, We Will All Be Gone by Good Tiger. And number one, Nightbringers by The Black Dahlia Murder. Nave approved. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have objectively the best name I've ever seen in my life. Chris Orlando 
uh, a patron <laughs> from a novel console podcast. Uh, number three is P.O.D. by P.O.D. Number two, City of Evil by Avenged Sevenfold. And number one, Death Album 3 by Death Clock, which I didn't know Death Clock had Dude. albums. And I, I like Death Clock. <laughs> yeah. That is a very, oh, yeah, they very do. funny name for Death Album 3. Like, it's the third time they've used that. That's very funny to me. <laughs> quick, uh, quick shout out to City of Evil. I don't yeah. think that Avenged Sevenfold... Um, is that great most of the time, but they knocked it out of the fucking park on City of Evil. I love that album. It should. Blinded and Chains is great on drums. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Chris C. from the Retro Hangover podcast, whose number three is American Idiot by Green Day, which I know what that is. Number two, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses, which I also have heard before. And number one is The Crimson Idol by Wasp, which I don't think that i've ever heard before chris all right next up we have jake who is a patreon uh number three is uh Astor shanties by abney park number two indestructible by disturbed and number one matora by lincoln park indestructible is the last album from disturbed that i actually really listened to and meteora rocks love that one all right, we got Rick from Patreon from the Pixel Project Radio Podcast. And number three is To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Great shit. Number two is A Love Supreme by John Coltrane. And number one is Bach. What in the fuck? Bach Goldberg Variations by Glenn Gold 1981 recording, re-recording. I think I read that right. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> None of us know what it means. Don't worry. Well, Bach, we know who Bach is, right? Yeah, Yo- Johann Sebastian yeah. Bach. He was in a trailer park. Do we really, yeah. though? Yeah, wait, he was in yeah, Tenacious yeah, yeah, yeah. D. Wait, wait, wait. He was the guy with the glasses, right? Yeah. When I see something that long, I have the monkey with the symbols fucking <laughs> yeah. in my brain going yeah, on. That, that, that's him. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Chris N. Uh, from Patreon. Number three, Homesick by A Day to Remember. Number two, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son by Iron Maiden. Number one, The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. And honorable mention, a live album, The Mark, Tom, and Travis Show by Blink-182. One of the best live albums ever made. Good one. Yeah. Let's be friends, Chris. I want to be friends with you. Homesick. Good stuff. Well, dude. Next up, we have Ben from the Play Along podcast. Uh, His number three is the self-titled Slipknot album by Slipknot. Number two, Injustice for All by Metallica. And number one, the self-titled Rage Against the Machine album by Rage Against the Machine. I'd say it's going to come up again. uh, To Ben, but I'm already friends with him. Yeah. (laughs) Next up is uh, Charlie. Charlie's number three is Metropolis Part 2, colon, Scenes from a Memory by Dream Theater. Uh, Number two is Sylvia by snarky puppy which is great objectively name. a great name yeah great band Just name great name <laughs> uh and number one is the crane wife by the decemberist but i also really like charlie good pick i love that dream theater album so much yeah, it's my favorite baby. dream theater album all right uh next up we have brian from the kane and rinse podcast number three a fever you can't sweat out by panic at the dicks at the disco Number two, Fashion Nugget by Cake. And number one, self-titled by Rage Against the Machine. I, I, I always get so when somebody else says cake. I'm like, I know cake. I like cake. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. I think that's how I reacted too. I was like, oh shit, I cake, cake, cake rocks. Yeah, I love cake. Rule. Great panic <laughs> album, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's in my turn. Uh, what is, oh, Ad, 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 Adel, Adelaide. 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 I've never seen that name before. I'm sorry. Um, you were doing great. <laughs> I was, I was trying to work it just out guess. in real Blood time. doesn't pronounce anything correctly. So like, dude, just <laughs> go with it, bro. The co- number three is Coastal Grooves by Blood Orange. Number two, Challengers by the New Pornographers. And number one, True by Solange. Solange. That's not Beyonce's sister, is it? Is it? I, I think it is. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, that's Beyonce's sister. Yeah. The only one I know there is the New Pornographers, and they had a song on Rock Band, but I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I think I remember that also. Electric Version. That's what it I gotta called. listen to this Solange album. Holy shit, dude! What? <laughs> yeah, apparently Solange is really good. Like, not just like famous because she's Beyonce's. She sister. got those same like, jeans, apparently dude. Good. Yeah. Uh, next up is Ryan from the Lightning Strikes Thrice podcast. Number three, Daydream Nation by Sonic Youth. What's up, Bloodbath? Number two, Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. And number one, Nothing Important by Richard Dawson. All right. Next up, we have Carolyn, a.k.a. Dave's mother. Uh, Number three, the Somewhere in Time original soundtrack. I I was wondering if soundtracks would count, but I I didn't pick any. Um, Number two, Superman by Barbara Streisand. And number one, (laughs) like Bloodbath, Rubber Soul by the Beatles, man. Good list. Great. It's a good album. Uh, next up is Bill from the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, which I can only assume is about Pokemon, uh, <laughs> whose number three is the Blood Album by AFI, which sounds very scary. <laughs> number two is Operation Mind Crime by Queensryche. And number one is Rust in Peace by Rust Megadeth. Amen. Good album. It's such a good album too. such a piece. It is a great album. No, that's it's the very, best, best Megadeth album at the very least. Great Megadeth album and a maybe controversial opinion better than any Metallica album. Rust Dude, Megadeth piece. set out to be more heavy than Metallica, and they succeeded in spades. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I love Metallica. So yeah, that was good. like their goal. Is that is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The uh, the 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 Dave Mustaine, the singer and the guitarist for that band, was in Metallica and he got kicked out and they had bad blood. I don't think it's like going on anymore, but Whoa. Yeah, he got kicked out. Um he he is a um at least used to be like not the nicest person. So yeah, uh, he doesn't does not surprise me at all that he's like my number one goal for making this band is vengeance it's it, there was like a story where he poured beer on the bassist's uh guitar before the yeah, guitar started playing and then he electrocuted himself him. yeah or something cool dude <laughs> uh next up is jared from the play long podcast number three is dear agony by breaking benjamin number two is the black parade by my chemical romance and number one 2014 forest hill drive by j cole I knew there was a reason why I was madly in love with Jared. <laughs> the Black Parade. I, I, I like J. Cole. And the Breaking Benjamin. Those are all bangers. Dear oh, Agony yeah. was in my rotation. Speaking I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I got this. All right. So from Heather, number three, Spice World by the Spice Girls. Number two, 
Spice World by the Spice Girls. <laughs> and number one, to everyone's suspense, Spice World by the Spice Girls. Slam it to your left if you're having a good time. Slam it to your right if you don't leave your fire. Check it to the front. Uh, this is big, uh, uh, big, big Bloodbath's mom energy on this list. <laughs> I like Just all girl. three the same thing. Yeah. This is it's funny, too, because when I posted this on Instagram, um, Heather responded almost immediately with just that. That list. Normally, I want to hate so. on her so hard, but I like this list. <laughs> uh, next up, we have John from the Gaming in the Wild podcast. Number three, uh, Tender Buttons by Broadcast. Number two, Hey What? I'm not yelling. It's in all caps by Low. And number one, I don't know how to pronounce this, but th- there's a game called East, and I'm going to say East by Joanna Newsom. <laughs> I was also going to pronounce it like that. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Ryan E. Number three, 10,000 Days by Tool, which a lot of people like Tool, and I don't know anything about them. Uh, Number two, Self. Hit me up. No, I won't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I've heard some Tool stuff. They're cool. Uh, Number two is the self titled Rage Against the Machine album, which is the second time we've seen that. Number one, City of Evil by Avenge Sevenfold. Uh, Honorable mention, uh, like Nave said earlier, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Yeah. Brian E sounds like me from five years ago. I think we need to talk. <laughs> it's the second time we saw City of Evil as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's it's great. Yep. Uh next up is Melissa, who's number three. We can skip this. Sergeant Pepper's <laughs> Yeah, I mean she's not a she's not a Patreon member, right? <laughs> right. So she's not giving us money, right? That's fine. Melissa, where you at, girl? Um, number three, the we'll do it this time, but this is last time, Melissa. Number three. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by The Beatles, Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Take This to Your Grave by Fallout Boy. I like Fallout Boy. I also yeah, like Fallout And the Boy. Chili Peppers and The Beatles. It's not my fault she picked all of their worst shit. Yeah, no, no, it's a solid list. It's a solid list. Melissa, we would like to keep reading your list. It seems like you have decent taste, but be a Patreon member. <laughs> Give us $2 and we won't make fun of you, I promise. <laughs> Uh, so happy it went this way. Alan is Nelson. We we, we get feisty at the end, dude, because the <laughs> adrenaline of it almost being over is like, all right, now we're going to get mad at people who all they're doing is giving us their time. It's great. This is my favorite part. <laughs> I needed to piss for like 45 yeah, this, minutes this straight. Is, I'm so excited. And, and I think about <laughs> yeah. them listening to the whole episode, waiting for us to talk about them, and then just us shitting in their face, dude. Ah, oh, this is my favorite part, dude. <laughs> it is. Yes. All right. Next up, we have Craig with his. Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain by Pavement. Number two, Alive 2007 by Daft Punk. And number one, Is This It by The Strokes with an honorable mention, I Am Hollywood by He Is Legend. Good picks, Craig. We like you. All right. And next up, we have Tim. Uh, Tim did not write a number three, so I'm going to say Tim's number three is Invasion of Your Privacy by Rat. Great pick, Tim. Number two, 2112 by Rush. Uh, number one, Blows Against the Empire by Jefferson Starship. 2112 fucks. Oof. I love that album. 2112 is so, Rush so, fucks, so dude. good. All right. Next. Yeah. Rush in general. Fucks. Uh, R.I.P. Neil. R.I.P. Neil, dude. Uh, next up, we have Cody. Uh, his number three is Hissing Fauna. Are You the Destroyer by Of Montreal? Uh, number two, Quebec by Ween. And number one, Led Zeppelin 4 by Led Zeppelin. That's the Led one with Zeppelin the building, 4, right? also by Ween. Weird. <laughs> Super strange. <laughs> uh, Led Zeppelin 4 is the one that has Stairway to Heaven on it. Oh, yeah. 
Wait, it's not my turn, is it? No, it's Alan's turn. Oh, hey, everybody. Next up is Becky. Uh, Becky's number three, I think. Yeah, it's Becky. Uh, her number three is The Greatest Showman. Original soundtrack. No really idea. good. Number two, Merry, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Banger. <laughs> Which I do. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> number one, Midnight's 3 a.m. version by Taylor Swift. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've heard that one before. It's not called Midnight's for nothing because it's mid- i told him we Nate's get coming out swinging now he's getting it's, it's yeah. my fault i'm so sorry guys we we make fun <laughs> of musicals from time to time on the podcast but the greatest showman soundtrack is really Snacks. fucking that's a good. great movie it's dude. great yeah yeah all right next up we have gordon number three deja vu by crosby stills nash and young number two plush by stone temple pilots and number one, one hot minute by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> a- All right, Gordon, coming in, <laughs> coming in with a- one hot minute. What are you going to say, Eric? What are you going to say, Gordon? Yeah, that's no, the it's not. Good, that's a good. That is a good Chili Peppers. It is good. I wouldn't have picked it, weird. but I'm glad somebody did. I respect that. Yeah. I'm glad somebody oh. did. I don't want to be that's the well the Dave actually. Out. But uh, plush is on core. Plus, oh, the, core. the album is core. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. Gordon. Uh-oh. Gordon. Uh-oh. You know what? I'm picking him as the winner anyways, because I like that guy. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Rihanna. Number three is Mad Villainy by MF Doom. Number two, Homesick by A Day to Remember. Number one, Anima of the State by Blink-182. And honorable mention, great album name, Look Mom, No Head by The Cramps. <laughs> Another Homesick. Hit me up. Get in my DMs. <laughs> next, next up, we have Amanda. Uh, her number three is Thriller by Michael Jackson. Number two, the Dazed and Confused original soundtrack. And number one is Tommy by The Who. That's the one with Pinball Wizard, right, Bloodbath? <laughs> like, don't ask me, dude. Don't yeah. ask me. The, the entire album is about Pinball Wizard. <laughs> Tommy is the Pinball Wizard. Next up is Emma whose number three is Morning View by Incubus. Her number two is Kaleidoscope Dreams by Miguel. And her number one is Free Black by Black. I'm pretty is sure that how you e pronounce it? Free Six Lack. Dude, yeah, I would have said Black. Six. Alan, I would have said Black too, dude. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm got, glad time that to Alan be, got I, I don't got time to be putting numbers in. Yeah, I'm glad parts, Alan dude. got that. Thank I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Madison. Number three, Kisses. Number two, volume three, The Subliminal Verses by Slipknot. And number one, The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. I told Madison this on the phone. I only respect the number one pick. Madison sounds hard as on there, right? fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, Bloodbath cut out. The number three was Bloody Kisses by Typo Negative. And yeah, That's yeah some vampire Madison music. goes hard as fuck, for sure. All right. This says Mo Now. Yeah. So right. this is present day Mo. <laughs> yes. Number three, <laughs> Abbey Road by the Beatles. Number two, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. And number one, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. You had me, and then you you lost me immediately. I'm so upset. <laughs> That's Mo for you, dude. Honor- Fucking asshole, man. <laughs> you're not. Your honorable mentions from Under the Court Tree, Stank. Stankonia. Love Stankonia. Is that, yeah. what is that's that? a that's an Outcast, Outcast album, dude. That's a great album. 
Oh, I I know. Okay, and then the killers uh, from the the killers live from Royal Albert Hall. Stankonia is drunk. So, Stankonia Baghdad. Baghdad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan's bringing playstations. <laughs> I I was thinking it was. It sounds like a uh, what is the Dave, uh, the Fred Durst? I mean, what is his band? Chocolate starfish uh, and the butthole or something. Yeah, yeah Limp Biscuit. Biscuit. It sounds like a Limp Biscuit album. <laughs> no, it's Outkast. The butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate no. starfish and the hot dog flavored water, baby. That's a thing. Hot dog flavored water, all right, baby. All right. all right. So the reason that we said Mo in parentheses now is because the last entry on our list is Mo at ten years old, uh, which smart. this would be a great top three. Things that you listen to on repeat or watch on repeat when you were a kid. Uh, so Moe's number three is the Lion King soundtrack. Smack. Hell yeah. Number two, the Space Jam soundtrack. Smack. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Number one, Bad Hair Day by Weird Al. Smack. Hell yeah. Obviously. And an honorable mention to Queen's Greatest Smack. Hits. Still hate that asshole. Greatness, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> Moe at 10 was the there coolest he ever was. And I hope he listens and yeah. hears that. Mo peaked at 10 years Dude, old. No, I got to push back. The Lion King? Are you fucking joking? When Hercules and Mulan both exist in the real world, you're going to pick the Lion King? Okay. Let's Listen, go. time actually out, time out, time out. The Lion King, M- Mulan is better. Hercules is a joke. I don't even know why you're talking about that. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I do feel like Mulan and Dude, Lion King has much better music than any other Disney movie besides maybe Aladdin. That's just the truth. Mulan, I you Mulan, Mulan back has four Hercules. songs. Mo- right. Mulan, no, dude, I, I have off um, that's no. name of a Full far stop. off place. Dude, I know every Hercules song, bro. I'm Full telling you, Hercules and Mulan Lion have King, four songs. Every fucking <laughs> Mulan and Hercules. Yeah, dude, Lion, Lion King, King has like. That girl I see. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. It's the best <laughs> yeah, ever been. Lion King has the best Never music of any that. Disney movie. It was on Broadway. Did Mulan have a Broadway musical? No, because it has four songs. I'm just saying, dude. Like, they. Lion Damn right, Nave. It would have been too short Lion of a King show. Lion King has a lot of like. It is actually the one that is like the most like a musical besides maybe Aladdin. And I love Mulan and Hercules, dude. Lion King. Lion King dope. has the best Disney soundtrack, and that is just objectively true. Well, if the goal of this, thank you, Aaron, Mo, and then Nave was to get Aaron to sing a song from Hercules, we succeeded. So I applaud everybody I'm on involved. My way, I can go the so, distance. Do we have a uh, do we have a winner for this top three? I, I'm not gonna say Mo, so somebody else got to die. I cannot bring it to me to give that guy a vote, dude. So somebody else has to pick. Nave, why don't you pick on me? <laughs> Nave stepped out for a minute, but I am going to pick um well, we could give it to Heather. Mm, I don't want to though. I know you don't want to. We could give it to I'd Mo. give it to Melissa, but she's not a Patreon hey, member. That's true. Yeah, Melissa, dude, yeah, yeah, that's what you get, dude. Let's give it to Dave's mom uh, because she actually listens to this shit. That's true. Oh yeah, that's Dave's true. mom. My mom Love does. Barbara my Streisand, mom does dude. have like yeah, like seventeen Barbra Streisand <laughs> records at her house right now. Okay, congratulations, yeah. Congrats, Dave's mom. mom. You win. Yeah. All right. So that was our listener top threes. We appreciate everybody who wrote in. If you are listening and you're thinking, hey, how do I get in on this action? Here's how you do it. Keep an eye on our social media pages before the episodes. I will always post the topics ahead of time. And then uh, if you're a Discord member, you'll get access to the topics a little bit ahead of everybody else. So you get your responses read earlier in the section. So uh, there is an invite link to the um, discord server down in the show notes. If you would like to join, we have a great group of people, uh, including 
while everyone in this recording is a member of the Discord, although everyone, Aaron likes to read and not participate, Alan doesn't use the internet. Bloodbath lost his phone 15 years ago, and Nave <laughs> already said that he muted notifications on Discord, but we have a bunch of people in the Discord server. It's a cool community, and you can share your top threes with everybody in there, so we would love to have you there. Um, yeah, other stuff. If you want to support a top three podcast, please tell your friends, hit subscribe. If you haven't already leave us a rating and review. Um, we have to balance out. We have to get that rating back up after we got that three-star review. So give us a five-star review or we're going to send bloodbath over to punch you in the stomach. That's his department. <laughs> that is bloodbath's department. Nave, yeah. where can, Hell yeah. um, Nave, where can people find gaming together? I'm going to take this time because I'm like eight beers in. I was a, I pissed myself a little bit, so I had to go piss. And uh, so I wasn't <laughs> here to defend myself when you guys declared the winner. So actually, who won was Ryan E. with the uh, Wish You Were Here, City of Evil, Hunt A Thousand Days with Tool. That guy actually won. Don't listen to what anyone else said. Uh, okay. But you can find me at Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. We're on all the, uh, we're on Twitter, the normal social media stuff. We're also on all the podcast catchers. And we are some goofy boys over there. There's mm-hmm. a big disclaimer that every episode, we don't start talking about the game, the, te- game, the episode is titled after, for like 45 minutes to an hour. So if you... <laughs> So skip skip to that if you want to hear actually our opinions on Portal 2 or whatever the fuck we're playing. Every episode of Gaming Together is getting off on a wild tangent and Philip like really trying to get it back on track, but Nave is Nave, you're talking about whatever the He's fuck a wild you want to talk about. I love love listening to it. Yeah. Oh, he hates me. He actually hates me. <laughs> Uh, so I, um, again, I recommend if you like video games, especially multiplayer video games to check out gaming together, because that's what they're always talking about is games that you can play with and or against your friends. So thank you everybody for listening. Tune in next episode for another top three. I think we've done a bunch of music topics, so we off music for a while, but yeah, tune in next time. We will have something fun for you. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.